Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, Natalie Jablonski, the Nonprofit Ninja, is here. That's right, specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness, of course. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here today. And, you know... There's so much going on right now. I don't know about you, but I feel like my calendar is blowing up. It's crazy. Like I looked at my next couple of weeks for, and I, I can't go have lunch with anybody other than the people that are on my calendar. Well, so if we get on your calendar, that's how we get lunch with you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm scheduling for a month and a half out now. I think it's like events are us going on right now. There's yeah. so many things to do and it's like prioritizing is where do I want to go and what I want to do. And I have to tell you, there is a certain group that has a special place in my heart when it yeah. comes to attending things. And it's mine's eye, right? It's mine's eye, of course it is. Uh, but it's also our chambers of commerce. Oh, we have some good ones around here. We do. And, you know, they do amazing things to promote our business all throughout the community. And I have this suspicion, though, that nonprofit organizations haven't really tapped into how to work with their chamber of commerce in order to maximize some of those options that are out there. Yeah. And so I thought, what better way to be able to help our nonprofit audience by bringing our very good friend, Landon Brooks, in. And so he's here today. Landon hey. is with the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce in Belleville, Illinois. And we are excited because we're going to discuss how nonprofits and chambers can make the most of their friendship. But before we get to that, as always, Landon, let's start off by just telling us a little about yourself, how you started with the chamber and a little about your background. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. I think this is a really good opportunity and it's really a good subject to talk about because chambers of commerce really go to work for their members. You know, they serve as a, a good place for the community and the business community to like meet and uh, team up together on, on events and, and to do fundraising and things like that. A little bit about me. I started working for the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce about a year and a half ago, roughly a little less than that, but it's coming up on like a year and a half. I've always thought chambers of commerce were really cool. My first job out of college, I worked at a newspaper and we worked for like a little town, Heron, Illinois. Oh, and, a little town. <laughs> little little yeah. shout out to our Heron, Illinois listeners, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Heron, Illinois, uh, their chamber of commerce was really, really strong. And they put on Heron Fest, which is a huge event in Southern Illinois. And they just did all kinds of cool stuff. So that was like my first job out of college. I eventually went back to get my master's degree um, and I ended up moving to the Belleville area. Basically, I was just working at a restaurant and I turned 26. So I had this moment of like, oh, it's time for me to grow up and, uh, you know, start networking and, you know. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that moment hits <laughs> yeah. It's like lightning. Yeah, it was like, well, it was really abrupt because I thought I was going to, you know, be on my parents' insurance for like the rest of the year. Mm. Uh, but my birthday was in April and then they sent me something on April 1st. Like, oh, your insurance is canceled. Like, Congratulations. April, April <laughs> Welcome to the real world. And I was like, oh, well, this is surprising. Yeah. Um, so, so I was just, I, I just started putting myself out there a little bit more. And I was interviewing at a bank, you know, everything was going good with that. They knew where they wanted to put me, but th they just didn't have like the job available at the time. Right. Um, so then they ended up sending me this job and they're like, Hey, this would be a really cool way for you to work with us given your background. So my background's in like marketing and communications and stuff. And so I ended up applying, I got the job. They're really involved with the chamber. It's really awesome to, you know, see them and on, on like a different level. And I don't know. Best of both worlds. Yeah. It was it was kind of unexpected how it happened because I thought, oh, I'm going to be a banker. And then I ended up working for the chamber. So Now, uh, Marjorie, how many chambers of commerce are you involved in? 
Right now, we're in two. Okay, so you're in two, but and your yeah. primary service area is here in Illinois, right? Yeah, our primary service area is here in Illinois, and that's the two chambers we belong to. We've considered doing some over on the Missouri side of the river, but honestly, it's... Um, it's too far of a drive to go to all the networking it's tough events. Because you really, that's one of the things that I think we'll definitely have to hit on is, you know, getting the most of your membership. Mm-hmm. We are involved, uh, my organization's involved in four different, Ooh. we have four counties we cover. So we try to make sure that we have presence in all four counties as mm-hmm. much as possible. Um, but you're right, it is difficult. And the reason that you joined the Chamber of Commerce in the first place is to get involved, right? Mm-hmm. I think people always get confused, though, in nonprofit world as to like, well, what is there for me? Like, what can I do? So that's why I think, Landon, you can perhaps give us some insight into, regardless of whether you are representing a for-profit or nonprofit, there's lots of things to do being in a chamber of commerce, correct? Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest aspects of the of chambers of commerce are they're really a low cost to get started up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of opens up you know, a lot of different opportunities. Um, but I, I say some of the best things to do are just, uh, attend like a monthly chamber networking event. Mm -hmm. So I know at our chamber, we have business after hours, we have coffee cup connections, we have, uh, lunch and learns as well as just like other things that arise like uh, throughout the year, like, uh, issues and eggs breakfast or something like that. Um, and so just attending those, you, you get to know the people that attend those regularly and you start to build like a network. It's it's kind of an organic growth, which is nice. Yeah. What I like about what chambers do, and, and I heard you say that, is you have them at different times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, whether you are balancing family and career or perhaps you're completely career minded right now, or mm-hmm. maybe you have a staff member that's only available at one time of the day or another based on their work schedule, you can really work with your chamber and find something that works for you based on your schedule of being able to network. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the scariest thing is when you start to look at all of the things that you could do and you just have to remember, like, we can do it's like a cruise ship, right? Yeah. If you ever been well, on a cruise ship and they give you like an itinerary the whole day, mm-hmm. you that's impossible to do everything you and you shouldn't try to do everything. You need the reason that there's so many offerings landed, am I right? That that way you can pick and choose what works for you. Yeah, it's really interesting too because, you know, like our coffee cup connections certainly have a crowd that regularly attends and same with the lunch and learns and the business after hours. And it's kind of cool to see like that different dynamic. I mean, some people cross over and attend like all three, but mm-hmm. most of the times you have, you have like your regulars and they kind of become like a, a click yeah. after a while. And, you know, it's like low cost if, if there is a cost. I know like business after hours has you know, a $5 fee or whatever, but right. and you um, usually get wine or something good. Yeah. yeah. And we you are big fans of wine on the show. Food. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> well, uh-huh. and if you are listening to the show and you heard the words networking and your palms are already sweating, remember to go back into the episodes of 501 Crossroads, where we did a show completely dedicated to networking, mm-hmm. how you can get out there, how to avoid st- standing around the, uh, the cheese cube tray all night and actually mm-hmm. working the room appropriately. Cause I think that can be intimidating for people. And, so I always say, if you're going to go to an event, bring a buddy. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best tip oh, from that yeah, show. Bring sure. a buddy, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we'll make sure we link back to that show in the show notes for certain. Um, what about uh, leadership programs? I always think a chamber is a great place to be able to really grow and develop as a leader. Well, yeah, um, there's lots of uh, chambers of commerce that have leadership programs. They're really valuable because, you know, if you, especially for a company that maybe hires somebody from out of the area mm-hmm. um, and they, you know, they don't know Belleville or... 
St. Louis or whatever very well. Um, it gives them an opportunity to a build a, a strong network of you know other up and coming business leaders mm-hmm. or you know uh, leaders in their field, and and just to learn about the community. So we have a leadership level program. It's really successful in doing that. It also it kind of helps develop you as a professional. So what I hear you saying is that Leadership Belleville is one of the program that you have. Is that right? Yes. But other chambers have programs like this, correct? Yeah. So my encouragement then would be to our audience is to check into your local chamber. Maybe if you're not a member yet, this is a great step into that direction. And I know, Marjorie, you and I talked before about nonprofits and the changeover that happens and people moving around Mm. not only the area, but also the country to accept the jobs that fit for them. Oh, yeah. What a great way to just not only just dip your toe in the water, but dive in headfirst and really immerse yourself in the culture of the of the community. Absolutely. I think especially when you look at like your smaller area chambers, um, it really gives you a chance because, well, like here, here in Belleville, we can be kind of insulated sometimes. Right. And so it is really neat to get to know the people who are part of this particular community and then, you know, getting to really get immersed into into your community, which is a very good thing. Very good thing. And, you know, the one piece that we haven't hit on, and I always think is pretty obvious, but a lot of chambers are nonprofits themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're doing all sorts of things to try to benefit their members. And that means they also need some of the th- same things that traditional nonprofits need, like volunteers, mm-hmm. for example. I know that I'm constantly getting requests for, we need volunteers to work at this event, or we need volunteers to represent and check people in here and there, because your staff is limited, just like, you know, every other nonprofit, it's the most precious resource. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, Landon, if someone would want to volunteer, like, how would you suggest that they begin and maybe um, uh, good tips on how they would reach out to their chamber and and find an event that would work well for them? Well, I would say definitely reach out to, you know, a marketing or a membership director if your local chamber has one, you know, because they are nonprofits, not every chamber of commerce will be able to have, you know, the staffing that uh, ours does. Um, But they can kind of guide you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the the really cool thing about volunteering for community events is that you're representing the Chamber of Commerce, but you're also representing your organization. And, you know, you wear your organization, your logoed items, logoed items, and, you know, your name badges, name badges, and you help people out, you check them in, it creates awareness about your brand. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're helping out the community. Yeah, um, too, it creates so. a great yeah. synergy, I think, between that organization you're representing and the chamber because they see you in the chamber capacity. But it's a great way to be able to be a leader, uh, you know, especially if that networking thing, again, is still freaking you out and you're mm-hmm. already now getting into the wine because you're thinking you're going to have to network more in this activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you don't want to network uh, or you're not good at it or it freaks you out a little bit, volunteer. It is called force networking. It will put you in a position (laughs) where you are going to be interacting with people, but in a way that's very controlled. So I'm selling souvenir items at this event, or I'm serving drinks at this event, or I'm checking people in. So I have a task and sometimes tasks are a little less intimidating for for volunteering. Don't you think, Marjorie? Definitely for me, like, you know, Miss Introvert over here, like, I I would so much rather be be behind a table having something to do or something to busy myself rather than having to look around the room and see, okay, which group looks like they might let me come talk to them. Yes. Going back to the click piece, which is what you mentioned, you get the same people going over and over. That can be intimidating Mm -hmm. for someone coming in. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think that you know, keep this in mind for our listeners. Nonprofits need to respect other nonprofits. Oh, yeah. 
what I where I'm going with this, and I think Marjorie has seen it as well, is this is not a breeding ground for you to be able to find more volunteers for your event or more donors for your event or more clients for your services. This is an opportunity for you to network and represent the chamber. So if you're going to volunteer, truly volunteer. Don't be one of those sassy volunteers who's undercover with their business cards in their pocket, trying yeah. to <laughs> secretly market to everybody who's coming by. Yeah. I don't know if, Landa, if you've ever witnessed that or uh, seen that happen or uh, gone wild in a bad direction. But, uh, you know, not really. I think most people get it, you know, but, you know, some people do end up building relationships to where they do get more donors or volunteers for their organizations right. and stuff like that. But from what I've seen, nobody really takes advantage uh, of that too much. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Right? It is it's good to know yeah. that the nonprofits around here. Are Look at us. We're so right proud way. of our listeners. They've <laughs> obviously uh, hit the mark on that, which is excellent. Well, that kind of gives you, gives you an opportunity to get to know more people. And yes. then perhaps even support some of the other members of the chamber and the fundraisers of the other nonprofits in the area. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen some examples of companies coming together and working together through by meeting through the chamber? Yeah, definitely. There's a a lot of the nonprofits kind of team up specifically. Well, one instance was like last April, we had a new chamber member. They were social services kind of organization. Okay. Um, They're a ministry, but they needed to find a new home. Mm. And so through the chamber, they were able to, you know, network with another organization that was looking to bring more organizations in. And so it ended up being like this really beneficial relationship um, that they built. And now they're housed in that organization's building and uh, they're able to share resources. You know, one's a child welfare services agency and one is a ministry. It helps impoverished people. Okay. You know, so they're able to be like, well, complimentary. Yeah. If one of them gets a lot of extra blankets, they can give them to the other one. Or if they get, you know, extra toys donated and I don't know, it just ended up being a really cool thing. And that's, that brings up another great point where your chamber networking can really pay off because we always think instantly of no money, no mission in the nonprofit Mm -hmm. world. It's a a phrase that I've used a gazillion times. Uh, My staff love to hear it all the time, by the way. (laughs) Uh, But the truth of the matter is there are other things we need that complement money. And there are in-kind donations that your organization needs, whether it might be office equipment or you're looking for a new office space, as you referenced. Uh, perhaps it's uh, items that are directly going to your clients, such as toys for the children or coats for the you know clients. Making and establishing relationships within the chamber is a great opportunity because for-profit organizations want to give back. They genuinely want to give back to the community, mm-hmm. especially when they know that's going right there in their community. Mm-hmm. And they'd rather work with someone they know. So you may be working registration table then, but that you might be sitting right next to someone who's at that local bank, like you referenced before, and come mm-hmm. to find out they've been looking for something they want to do as a group. And next thing you know, you put together a, a, a toy drive or a cleaning supply drive or whatever that mm-hmm. might be. And it's just because that relationship was built and because you asked, right? Mm-hmm. So just always a good thing. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot of different ways that that the chamber actually, like you mentioned, goes to work for uh, all of its companies. I know there's a lot of ways that we can market ourselves through the chamber. Can you talk about some of those? Uh, Yeah. So I'm the marketing and communications manager for the chamber that I work for. And you do a fabulous job, by the way. Let's just go on record for that. I appreciate (laughs) that. Um, And so I'm constantly putting together something to send out to membership, um, whether it's our monthly newsletter, a weekly email update. Um, just an email blast about a particular event or just sharing things out on social media. Mm-hmm. 
pretty much every publication that I put together has a free component built in for chamber members. Oh, nice. So we have an annual report that comes out at the beginning of every year that recaps the year prior and has a membership directory of all the people that were members, you know, during that year. And that's totally free. It it gets mailed out to 33,500 people. So a lot of just a couple. Yeah. (laughs) A few, you know, it goes to a couple homes. Yeah. And that's a really, a really good value added because you basically have like a free blurb. You know, and nonprofits love that word free. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, yeah, so we're, we're, we're big fans of it in nonprofit world. And I mm-hmm. think that uh, we often use grassroots marketing for a lot of our events and activities, sometimes more targeted marketing when it comes to some of our big events, maybe our mm-hmm. galas mm-hmm. Uh, or our golf tournaments, something that's going to be a big revenue generation for us. But if you team up with your local chamber and looking into some of these publications, uh, you can uh, often your membership comes with so many complimentary inserts in it. Uh, It may Mm -hmm. be unlimited depending on what that item is, if it's a press release, for example, versus an advertisement. Mm -hmm. But I also know working with so many different chambers over the period of time, they'll have different rates sometimes in Mm -hmm. your chambers of commerce for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So they may advertise that, for example, that this event sponsorship is $300. But if you call the office and you ask for a nonprofit, they discount that or they'll say, yes, well, we have two nonprofits together, but you have to find a team member to put that together and you can share that cost and mm-hmm. they'll work with a budget uh, knowing that they want to help our nonprofit community. So again, it's always about asking and seeing what those uh, services are that's available and how you can take advantage of those marketing services. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so in our monthly Chamber Connection newsletter, nonprofits get one free full page flyer in it throughout Ooh. the year. It's a hundred dollar value. That's a really good. We take example. advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We need to start. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. And then you also, you can put a flyer in our weekly email update for free. You just send it in to me. I put um, a link to a PDF online. You can have it in there 52 weeks of the year. You can have two or three in there for 52 weeks of the year. And we send it out to like 1500 chamber members each week. So you can get some really good exposure there you know, with the dollars that you invest in the chamber. I would love to know your opinion on something that I we always struggle in internally in the office, and that's regarding our own individual fundraisers and nonprofits. So we start going through like the mailing list of who we should mail some of those mm. big targeted pieces. Yeah. And we inevitably every time there is a, a big discussion, do we or don't we mail an invitation to certain groups or to certain people? What's mm-hmm. your opinion on Chamber of Commerce? Should we be inviting our chamber with an official invitation? Or is that something that because of staff time and commitment, just send them information on a flyer, they'll post it, but we're not going to probably get that engagement level. What what do, you, what do you think is the recommendation based off of your experience? It just depends. I, I think that Chambers of Commerce already do a lot of events. I don't know. I think it's worth it to send it to them, but also be aware that they might not be able to go because they have you know prior engagements or... Maybe they're busy planning another event. And so sometimes it's just a lot. Yeah. And that's that's always my concern. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want a lot of our events, uh, probably like you, Marjorie, you have spe- someone special who's either donating or someone internally who's made really fancy, beautiful, some sort of invitation that oh, yeah. doesn't transpose necessarily as nice when you try to scan it and put it in a newsletter, right? So I'm mm-hmm. always leery about <laughs> sending an invitation because I don't want them to think, oh, I'll help them. I'll scan this invitation mm-hmm. and put it in this electronic oh, yeah. media piece. And, it'll look, and it looks terrible yeah. when I could have sent you something that goes in there. And so uh, I think uh, if you decide to invite, you know, it doesn't take more than a couple seconds to write a little personal note in there to say, if you need something electronically sent for publications, let us know this was mm-hmm. a personal invitation. Mm-hmm. 
to you to see if you would come. And, um, but I always worry about that because I've seen some yeah. chambers do that where they scan it in and I'm like, Oh, the gradient is so rough on that. Yeah. I'm sure that somebody's cringing inside from a marketing standpoint, but. And well, and sometimes uh, that's, you know, a complicated thing about being a marketing person for a chamber that has almost 600 members is that some people just bring you in the flyer and they're like, Oh, just scan it in and put it in there. And like, you're like, yeah, I'll totally do that because that's what you want. But on the inside, you're like, could you just send me a PDF? Cause it's going to look yeah. so much clearer. Yeah. Or could you send me a JPEG? We'll just, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll make something work. But they're like, oh no, this is perfect. And you know, ultimately like if that's what they want, that's what you give yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So Marjorie, what I hear Landon telling us is, hey guys, let us know what you want and uh, communicate with us mm-hmm. and we'll be happy to give you feedback. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's the thing, like working with just about anybody is like, if you can really work with somebody and see what's actually going to make sense to them, mm-hmm. all the better. I remember when I was doing trivia nights and my volunteers would do so much work on doing questions and then, you know, print it off on their computer and hand it to me. It's like, you could have emailed this and I wouldn't have to retype it. <laughs> so I love that you do the typing motion. Yes. When you talk I, that about was typing. for the listeners at home, my <laughs> typing motion. <laughs> well, you know, and the other thing I think that we haven't touched on yet, but it's really important we always talk about branding, you know, mm-hmm. in the nonprofit world. But when you're talking about being a member of the chamber, that really enhances your brand. It gives you that credibility as an organization mm-hmm. that you're legitimate and mm-hmm. that you're there to play and that you're not just some fly by night. I opened up in the backseat of my mom's car and I'm hoping, right. you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100 percent. I think, uh, yeah, being a chamber member adds a lot of credibility to your brand. You know, it says, hey, I'm here. I'm invested in the community. I'm committed. I want to be a part of this. And specifically, like if you join different committees of your chamber, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you really see your credibility grow within mm-hmm. a group of people that work in the same industry as you. Mm-hmm. So we have a healthcare and community services agency committee, you know, people that attend those meetings and attend those regularly and actively participate in whatever we have going on. They definitely see a benefit from that, especially yeah. with their peers, because they're like, you know, this person, they show up, they do their thing. You know, they're here to support the committee and the community. That has to be really good for building collaborations between nonprofits, too. Absolutely. Getting those chances to really get to know people, really see how they work. Right. So that when that opportunity comes up, you can say, hey, Natalie, like, I know we worked on this thing together and I've got this great opportunity and I think your organization's well aligned and you don't have to worry that Natalie's going to like flake on you because she, you know, she doesn't do that. Right. And I don't. She does not. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you see that you see some of you know, uh, some different organizations constantly like working with each other on different events and stuff. And a lot of that is because they have built relationships through the chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think it. Um, it also makes me more comfortable when I'm recommending something out of my subject matter expertise. Mm-hmm. So if I have a staff member that comes to me and says, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting audited. I don't know what to do." I, I know a few CPAs. I know some individuals who I've met through the chamber and through those relationships. And I feel very comfortable saying here, you know, here's someone I know you can call them. They're members of the chamber. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like an endorsement at that, at the yeah. end of that piece, if that makes sense to me. So, uh, I think the biggest pushback I sometimes get is people are worried that it costs too much to be a member of the chamber. And I, I think it's cost is relative to value when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, and I know for our chamber, we have a a yearly fee. Mm-hmm. It's just a one-time fee. That's all you have to pay. And I know we've talked to some nonprofits, they flux, depending mm-hmm. on if you're for-profit or nonprofit, yeah. depending on the chamber's you know, um, particular view on, on how they value that within their membership drive, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, uh, you know, nonprofits do get the lower rate, Yeah, you know, uh, for their organization. But the biggest investment, I think, 
personally in a chamber of commerce is the time. Yeah. You know, it might be a low cost, but you're not going to get a lot out of that if you don't attend different things, if you don't communicate anything with the chamber to have them put out your information. So really just taking the time to do what you can. Mm -hmm. That's where you're really going to see the value. Yeah, I've talked to people who are say that they, oh, we were a member of the chamber once and it didn't work for us. Yeah. And I'll be like, really? And I'm like, what didn't work? And they're like, well, we never got anything out of it. I'm like, well, what did you attend? Well, we didn't. I'm like, uh, oh, work. <laughs> oh, that's that's, yeah. that's not how this works. That's not how yeah. any of this works. <laughs> it gets a little frustrating, I think, for some people. Yeah. And um, that's that's a, that's a shame, really. Yeah, you really do. I think with any kind of networking, you totally get out what you put in. And, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's not going to be right at the beginning. You yeah. know, you have to show up. You have to let people know that you're there and you have to go back and listen to our networking episode. That's right. (laughs) Well, and along the lines of, you know, being involved and being respected, you think of all the times that we have been asked or you have been asked about, oh, can you chair this committee? Would you be on this subcommittee? Mm -hmm. And and eventually you're you're like committed out, right? (laughs) One thing I always try to make sure that I'm committed to is at least one committee within the chambers of commerce and not just committed to it, but actually attending and being active there is something to be said about saying that I'm the co-chair of this or I'm the vice president of mm-hmm. public relations for this because of the fact that it's with the chamber. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very different. It's one thing if it's my chess club, no, nothing against chess people. I love chess. <laughs> um, but then saying that I'm the chairman of my, uh, you know, this committee in my uh, chamber, that's that's a bigger deal. And it gives you a lot mm-hmm. more credibility in your leadership plan, which kind of went back to your original piece about it. You can, If you use it right, it can really be a great leadership story for you as well. That being said, it's really not that hard to become the chair of a committee at a chamber. Yeah. You raise know? your hand, right? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like raise your hand, yeah. um, you know, be dedicated. I mean, people will be like, yeah, totally. We'll be supportive of, of you mm-hmm. as the chair, the co-chair or whatever. But yeah, it, it definitely does add more credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helps you just professionally grow. Mm-hmm. I think empowers you to to do bigger and better things. Yep. I would agree. At, at your own organization. So. Well, we have just a couple more minutes before we need to wrap up. Natalie, tell me about a time that your friendship with the chamber or maybe a member that you met there turned into a really good opportunity for you. Oh, just one story. How much, how many, how much, how much time do we have We've got three minutes left. Okay. I will do the first (laughs) one that comes to mind, which is one that's immediate. So I am currently a member of, as we mentioned, four different chambers of commerce, uh, one of which is the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce. I'm currently serving on their leadership group. I'm very excited to be part of Leadership Belleville. I'm in that class. And I have met a friend through the class, another classmate of mine who is an attorney locally. We realized we had a lot in common, uh, really blossomed a friendship outside of this and, um, you know, eat ice cream together, go out to dinner and (laughs) go to the movies, have fun. Uh, But what that's built on top of that is she has a real interest for what we're doing with the nonprofit that I work for uh, because of our organic conversations. She is now serving as a member of my golf committee and she does not golf, but she thought (laughs) that's a way that she could be involved. And there's all these behind the scenes things that take place in a golf committee. And so she's going to be helping this year. And it's really neat to bring someone new to that, you know, particular group that's been the same group for a while. And to think that all started because we happened to sit next to each other in a chamber event. So got a friendship and a committee member out of it <laughs> organically. How about you, Marjorie? Any any cool stories? Yeah, well, several years ago, we got a partnership with one of the chambers who really loved what we do. And we were just starting to do podcasts for organizations, which we kind of sometimes do like 30 second things for, for organizations. And we do underwriting on the station. And so they were sending a member of their health and wellness committee every month over to do a podcast, which gave us an opportunity not only to get $50, which was nice, 
but um, also gave us an opportunity to show all these business people like what we were actually doing in oh, here, yeah. which is always a really cool thing. Very so, yeah. nice. Yeah. What a way, way to be able to showcase what you do to the community exactly. in a very giving way. Exactly. Like I it like made it. it look like we were actually helping people, which we like to do. <laughs> Landon, so. how about you? Um, can you think of uh, someone perhaps that you've been able to build a friendship off of uh, based on your relationship with them in the chamber? Yeah. People out of the leadership of all program. Yeah. Um, I made a few really good friends. We have like a, a dinner group. We go out like once a month or twice a month. Um, and that's been really cool. They're all around like my age and it's cool just to, you know, know people out there in the business community that are young professionals. Right. Just all just trying to make it. And right. Like, and where do you find those people? You find them at the chamber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it doesn't make a difference how, if you're new to your career, if you are a veteran in your career, if you are just coming out of not working for 20 years, or you've been working since you got out of high school, mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. And Landon, I want to thank you for coming in uh, and sharing your time with us. But uh, there might be some other follow-up questions that people might have. So if they'd like to reach out and ask you more, either about the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce or just chambers in general, how could they get hold of you? Um, they could give me a call um, at the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce at 618-233-2015, uh, or they could just shoot me an email at lbrooks at bellevillechamber.org. Awesome. And we'll make sure we get that in the show notes. Thanks again for coming by. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you to all of you for joining us on 501 Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studio of Mind's Eye and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. You can also find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.